first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Catherine, and today we're talking about Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 4, Star Trek Prodigy, Ape at Christmas, and Blippi's Treehouse. First, we'll be reviewing Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 4 with Ethan. Hello, Ethan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So what is the show about? Um, well, it starts off with these six uh, young kids going on a trip that they won from beating a game. Or just being super rich, which you find out from a kid named Kenji, whose his personality is being he's just a brat kind of. Um, yeah. And then we have we have Ben. He's kind of like a nerdy, you know, like weirdish kid. <laughs> then we have Brooklyn, who's like famous and she's just all about vlogs and all of that. And then we have Yasmina, who's like an athlete and has like every sport. Then we have Sammy, who's like the over-talkative girl who's always talking and trying to make friends. And then we have Darius, like one of the main characters, whose passion is about dinosaurs. So he's here because he won the ticket from the game. So it's these six characters who are visiting a place called Camp Cretaceous, and they get to see dinosaurs and see the research labs and get to sleep there. But they decide to sneak out, and that's when things turn. All right, it sounds like a very interesting show, and it's uh, it's season four, so have you seen any of the other seasons? Yeah, I've actually seen all four of them. I just finished watching the fourth one, and they were all amazing. Oh, did you have, like, a favorite season, maybe? Um, I think it was maybe this one, because they added a lot of new things, and it gets very, very crazy, and I like how they use different things from the other three seasons. Yeah, so that's great. I feel like sometimes those seasons, they get good, but then they can just start getting worse. So I'm glad that it's one of the best so far. So have you seen any of the Jurassic Park or Jurassic World movies? I've seen some, but I have like no memory on what they were on. I kind of forgot because they were a long time ago. Yeah, for sure. So did you have maybe a favorite episode out of this season? Um, maybe the first one, because they brought, I think it's pronounced the Mosasaurus. Just imagine an alligator combined with a shark and a dinosaur that's like 80 feet long. And they brought that into the show, like towards the (laughs) beginning, kind of. And what's cool is that it's like actually based off a prehistoric animal. So it's weird to believe that that thing was living in our ocean before. Yeah, whenever I see dinosaurs or fossils of dinosaurs, it's crazy to think that those were actually alive at one point. It makes me kind of glad that that I w- I'm not alive at that point. Um, so, and this is an animation. Uh, so first, how was the animation? It was very good. I like the way they made the characters and how they made the scenery. And I think it's really good. Maybe I'm, I think it was more for kids because of how like, how everything is and how silly the the people are. So I think they did a really good job portraying that. Yeah, for sure. And do you think that this is, maybe the animation has gotten better uh, from season to season, like leading up to this one? Um, They used the same characters with the same things, but when they added new things, it looked like really cool. Um, I don't want to spoil what they are, just you have to watch the season to see it. 
<laughs> okay, and then second uh, about the animation, do you how do you think this helps its targeted age range? Because as you said, it's for younger kids. Do you think that it makes it more interesting to watch, or do you think it'd be more interesting if maybe it was live action? Um, I think this is better because um, they can you know they can redo it over and over again, and it's not like something where it's acting kind of. This is like film, so they can make anything look how it is. So it would be really hard to like do the CGI dinosaur. So I think the animation is really good because a lot of kids nowadays like dinosaurs, well, most like video games, but <laughs> a lot of kids like the dinosaurs and little toys. So I think they did really good on the animation for the dinosaurs too. It was really good. Yeah, for sure. I agree that it would probably take like a long time to definitely get stuff right, especially with CGI and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah and so we're kind of running out of time. So uh, final questions are, what age range and star rating do you give this show? I give five out of five stars, and I recommend it ages eight to 13, or eight to 18, sorry, plus adults. And then where is it streamed? It's streamed on Netflix. Um, I think the fourth season, I'm not sure when it's coming out. I think it already did come out, but um, you have to watch all four of them. It is very good. All right. Well, maybe I will. <laughs> I've been looking for a show to watch recently. So, <laughs> all right. It was so great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we will be talking about Star Trek Prodigy, 8-Bit Christmas, and Blippi's Treehouse. And right now, we're switching over to Ethan's interview with Scott Creamer about Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 4. Hi, this is Ethan Purston from the Sunshine State of Florida, reporting for Kids First. And today, I have the pleasure to interview Mr. Scott Creamer. Mr. Creamer is the Emmy-nominated writer and executive producer of the popular Netflix original series Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous from DreamWorks Animations. So yeah. let's get this started. Um, you're known for so many other successful projects such as Kung Fu Panda, Legends of Awesomeness, Clepetra in Space, to name a few. But what did you learn from the other projects that brought you with Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous? Wow, what a great question! You know, I, I you know, I, I have been uh, doing this on a, a number of shows, and I think what I've really always learned is you really need a good team around you, and uh, those are the people who really uh, can uh, make something special. So uh, I think that's probably the most valuable thing I learned is you, you, you hire and work with really smart, passionate people and you listen and, and you all work together towards the same thing. And then hopefully you end up with something that people enjoy. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. So I think they did really good. <laughs> well, I'll let everybody know. I'm glad you liked it. You know, you're, yeah, you kids like you, they're, they're the reason that we that we do this whole thing. So I'm glad you like it. And without giving any spoilers, what makes Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 4 different from previous seasons, in your opinion? Well, you know, we really had to sort of reinvent the show a bit. We were on Isla Nublar for three seasons and uh, and and uh, went through some great uh, adventures with, with our campers. And now we're someplace new. We're someplace completely new for the campers, uh, someplace new for the franchise, someplace new for the audience. So uh, it's kind of a fun, uh, a fun way to shake things up and take some, uh, some big creative swings now that the kids and the, uh, the audience along with them have this sort of mystery of where are they and uh, who's behind this thing and, and what the heck is going on. 
Yeah, it was it was really crazy to see the dinosaurs again. I thought that was really cool how it's like all one bring back. And I really like that about the season, how they add different unique things to it. Oh, well, I'm I, again, I'm glad I'm glad you like it. You know, we uh, we did a lot of kids running through a jungle being chased by dinosaurs. And that was super fun. And we just wanted to kind of keep adding on to it and 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 add some uh, new threats and new discoveries and uh and hopefully people like it like you do <laughs> and as one of the writers of the show you must relate to some of the characters in it so which character do you think you're related to the most in this season huh well you know i've always said that i'm so probably a cross between uh darius and ben um and just uh at least uh, especially when i was a kid um just uh trying to do the right thing maybe sometimes not being sure i was doing the right thing but 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 hoping uh i think if i i really would want to be as yaz because she yaz is uh is cool and but she's also you know as uh, we've continued with the series she's gotten uh, more in touch with her 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 feelings and and, uh, and uh, has opened up to the other campers. But uh, yeah, I think I think there's a little of all of them in all of us, probably. And this season, I observed that the characters are growing into teenagers. So one of the things that teenagers go through is obviously falling in love or having crushes. So do you think it was wrong of Brooklyn to immediately judge Kenshi before truly getting to know him? Uh, well, you know, I think that uh, I think a lot of us uh, can can learn from that mistake because I think a lot of people judge on first impressions and uh, maybe judge people who, you know, seemingly are a little different than them or, or look at things a little different than they do. So, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, I think a lot of uh, our characters judge Kenji one way. And I think actually all of our characters probably judged each other. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, judged each other uh, harshly, and I think it's a lesson that uh, kids and adults alike can learn. And let's, you know, you you learn what's inside uh, as opposed to maybe how somebody acts when you first meet them. Yeah, and you have a really good, like, terrific cast in your show, and you appear as the worker. So, what is your relationship with some of the cast members as you wear these multiple roles? Well, yeah, I was I was the worker in episode four that that got eaten by the Indominus Rex. So, you know, let's not confuse my screaming uh, with the amazing work that our voice cast has done. Uh, yeah, you know, they're all great, great people. And uh, one thing about working remotely is we don't get to spend the time that we did at the beginning of the series. But uh you know, I, I look forward to all our records because really they're all wonderful. I feel like I've, I've got a great relationship uh, with with all of our cast, as does our amazing voice director, Serena Irwin. And uh, I feel really lucky to uh, to work with them because they bring so much to the characters, as much as the writers and the artists do. Yeah, and sometimes it's not all about like the actors. It's more about who made it and how how smart their minds are and the characters in this film are really resilient with all the circumstances and the situations they go through like dealing with the mosasaurus uh in the water which i really liked how they brought that back or being stranded in the middle of nowhere so how did you implement or kind of how the world is going with covid 
As in this season, it's an example how the young audience can find courage and positive through tough times. So how do you think these characters dealt with that kind of like in a real world situation? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what this is all about. Even before COVID, you know, it ain't so easy being a kid. And if we can uh, have 22 minutes where like kids like you can uh, take a break from especially with COVID and being stuck in the house or or being unsure about how things are going and you can just sort of be transported to this island uh, where there's dinosaurs and robots and drones and, and who knows what else. And, you know, that's again, a big reason why, why I like to do this. It's, 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 you can now pretend or imagine that you're Darius and working with your friends and, uh, working together to beat the bad guys and, and knowing that you can count on each other. So, you know, COVID, no COVID, we're all stronger when we work together. And uh, I think that's what we're trying to say with this show. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree. And on this note of COVID, how do you think it affected the shooting of season four? Well, we did, uh, you know, if not all of it, most of it uh, from, from our homes. So, uh our again our incredibly talented team really stepped up and despite all this uncertainty and and everyone being stuck uh, apart from one another uh they really delivered some amazing amazing work um so you you know yeah i just give it give, take my hat off to our team because some people you know you're you're isolated and and you only see each other like we're seeing each other now over the computer uh, so we just really tried to come together whenever possible as a crew, as a, as a family and, uh, to get together virtually and just, you know, letting uh, each other know that we're there for each other and we're, we're working together. So, um, do you see a season five coming in the future? And if so, can you promise that it'll be full of intense situations and keeping us on the edge of the seat? Well, I can't promise anything. <laughs> but I, I, I certainly hope so. I, I certainly, I, I, I hope I'm not overstepping. I'm saying I, I think so, and uh, we'll uh, we'll do our very best to deliver on all those things that you asked for. Uh, so uh, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. It's been it's been a pleasure. Absolutely, Ethan. I always look forward to our chats, and uh, hopefully, we'll be talking like this uh, for a season five. <laughs> all right thank you thank you bud thank you very much mr scott creamer for talking with us about jurassic world camp cretaceous season four which releases on netflix december 3rd 2021 i'm ethan Purston reporting for kids first let's take a break i'm Catherine, and you're listening to kids first coming attractions today's show is sponsored by newsomatic film festival Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 4. Next up, Jude will be interviewing Winslow Fegley and Neil Patrick Harris about 8-Bit Christmas. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Jude Adler, reporting for Kids First. And today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Neil Patrick Harris and Winslow Fegley on their new upcoming film, 8-Bit Christmas. Neil Patrick Harris is known for his roles in How I Met Your Mother, a series of unfortunate events, and his new upcoming film, Matrix Resurrections. Winslow Fegley is known for his roles in Come Play and Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Jude Adler, reporting for Kids First. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Winslow Fegley and Neil Patrick Harris on their new upcoming Christmas classic, 8-Bit Christmas. Winslow is known for his roles in Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made, and Come Play. Neil Patrick Harris is known for his roles in How I Met Your Mother and, um, sorry, I'm blanking here, um, um, a series of unfortunate events and his new upcoming film, Matrix Resurrections. It's nice to have you guys here today. Thanks, dude. Yeah. For our listeners who don't know, 8-Bit Christmas is a new film about a young boy in the 80s trying to secure the greatest gift anybody could receive, a Nintendo Entertainment System. So, Winslow, you and I clearly were not alive during the 80s. So what was, what was something that you could easily relate to modern day that inspired your love for Nintendo in the film? Well, I really, I mean, I'm kind of a video game geek. I love video games. Um, you know, I have an Xbox, a Switch, an Oculus, a PC. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love all, all of the, um, the, the video games and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I just kind of, I, I loved the character. I loved the story. 
I thought it was just hilarious. And mm. it was just super fun getting to play somebody that wasn't in the time period that I, I grew up when I didn't. And it was interesting to just immerse myself into, um, into the 80s and into that whole um, era. It was really awesome. And it was a great experience working with um, all these amazing actors. And um, yeah, it was just awesome experience in general. Yeah, and I think the beautiful thing about video games themselves is that different generations can fall in love with them. Like, I told my dad about the film, and he was talking about his love for the Atari. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous, Star Trek Prodigy, Ape at Christmas, and Blippi's Treehouse. And right now, we are continuing Jude's interview about Ape at Christmas. So, uh, Mr. Harris... uh, what makes 8-Bit Christmas so relatable for you? Were you a Nintendo fan growing up? Oh, yeah, man. I was, in a, I was a fan of all of them growing up. I, I, Atari was pre-Nintendo. Intellivision was pre-Nintendo. Then Nintendo came out. It was baller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, gosh, what was after that? Then Nintendo 64. Super, oh, wow. N64, yeah. Xbox. I, I bought them all, played with them all. Yeah. Loved them. I was not a huge gamer. I'm a huge tech. <laughs> so I'm yeah. so interested in sort of where the advancements continue. The VR revolution, I have been well on top of for, since the beginning. So, mm. um, but the NES was dope. It was fun back in the day. Mm. Uh, it was like, it was very much like the movie. You had. Mm. The cool kids that were able to get a hold of one and get all the cool extra controllers and things and everyone would yeah. beg to go to their house to play with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, I'm all on, I'm all over VR, just like you guys. Um, I have an Oculus Quest, which I love and I think it's awesome. Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. Um, and I think another aspect that makes 8-Bit Christmas work so well is the friendship and teamwork that comes along throughout the film. Uh, so, Winslow, did you happen to make any noticeably great friendships with crew or cast members that you will always remember forever? For sure. I mean, a lot of the kids I just got to know uh, and well, just knowing well. I got to know yeah. them well. Um, and I made a lot of friends. Um, it was just a super fun movie to film. Um, I never really got bored. I just got to like hang out with a bunch of cool kids and a bunch of cool people. I mean, yeah, I mean, I made a lot of friends for sure. I mean, I think I made friends with basically everybody except for this one guy. His name is like Neil or something. And <laughs> he, was, he was just really mean. Okay, okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Neil Patrick Harris and Winslow Fegley, for speaking with me today. You can find 8 Bit Christmas on HBO Max on November 24th, 2021. For everyone watching, please make sure to subscribe right down there to our Kids First YouTube channel so you don't miss my next reviews or interviews or the ones of my teammates. My name is Jude Adler, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Let's take a break. I'm Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Newsomatic Film Festival. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. 
To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC CEO Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about April Christmas, and next up, we will have Aiden review Star Trek Prodigy. Hi, Aiden. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing good. So, what is this about? Uh, Star Trek Prodigy is about a group of teenage aliens who are part of the uh, Delta Quadrant. And basically, they find an abandoned Starfleet ship, and now they must work together in order to get to the Alpha Quadrant. It sounds like an interesting show. So, it's, there's been, it's about Star Trek like along the lines of Star Trek and the Star Trek franchise, and there have been a lot of star trek series so have you seen any of them i have not seen any star trek movies if i'm being completely that's honest. okay i haven't either <laughs> yeah this is the first star trek related thing i've watched so would you ever want to maybe go back and watch the star trek series after watching this uh after watching star trek prodigy which is re- really great I think, yeah, I would go back and watch uh, some of the Star Trek stuff to see what I've missed. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I would want to do that, too, especially knowing that I haven't even seen the Star Trek stuff or anything. So I think that it would be nice to go back and see, yeah, exactly like what you missed on. So this is an like a kid's show and like an animation. Do you think that it's enjoyable to maybe fans of the older series or maybe older audiences? I think it would be, but it's definitely something, it may be something different from the older ones, but I do think that those kind of people would enjoy it. Yeah, I've definitely seen things that, 
you know, there were older things like, oh, almost like Space Jam or something like that, where I thought that people would definitely who enjoyed maybe the older Space Jam would like the new Space Jam. So I feel like this could definitely be something like that. And so what was the animation and voice acting like? The anima- the animation was really great. Like all the vivid colors and especially uh, like the animation with like all of the aliens because they they represented different species of aliens. Mm-hmm. So, and then, yeah. Did you have maybe a favorite character design that you liked the most? That is a difficult question. <laughs> uh, you can do a couple if you want to. Let's see. But there, there, there's a bunch of people like uh, the character uh, Dill, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. I really liked his design and um, Gwen too. They, their designs were very great and they're both probably my favorite of all the designs. So what was the voice acting like? Do you think it was realistic or do you think that maybe they could have done a better job? I think the voice acting was very realistic. Like, the voices fit the characters, like, so well. Like, I could close my eyes and match, you know, like, which characters are which by their voice. Yeah, I feel like, okay, I feel like that's a great quality to have for a film because some characters you imagine having, like, a way different voice or something like that. But it's it's great that they have matching voices, I guess. And it's always nice to be able to you know, recognize all of the voices and stuff. And I mean, of course, it's like, it's probably as realistic as it can be knowing that it's, you know, aliens in outer space. (laughs) Yeah. Was there a certain message that you took away from watching this? Uh, The message I took away is no matter what race or species you may be, the world, you know, it's a place for all of us. That's a really great message for a show, especially if it's like a, would you, you would say it's a younger kids show. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a great message for especially younger kids shows just to, you know, show that everybody is accepted and everything. So what age range and star rating would you give a Star Trek, Star Trek prodigy? I give Star Trek prodigy definitely a five out of five stars. And recommend it for ages 6 to 12, plus adults. Where can we stream it? Uh, It's streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous Season 4, Star Trek Prodigy, 8-Bit Christmas, and Blippi's Treehouse. And right now, we are going to have our interview with Gianna about Blippi's Treehouse. Hello, Gianna. Hi, Catherine. So what is Blippi's Treehouse about? So Blippi's Treehouse is about Blippi and his best friend, Mika, who love asking questions and going on different educational field trips to get the answer. They have different guests come to the treehouse, and sometimes they go to, like, different museums and everything and field trips so they can learn more. And so this this show is educational. Did you learn something new from it? I learned a bunch of different um, 
dinosaurs that I never knew even existed. It's always so cool to look back, maybe go to museums and stuff and look at fossils and say, oh, I didn't even know that that existed. (laughs) Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. And so did you have maybe a favorite episode or a favorite guest that Blippi got to see? I did like the episode about the dinosaurs. Like I just said, I learned about different dinosaurs and Blippi and Mika learned about different dinosaurs too. And when they learned about it, I learned about it. And there's this, there's this, there's little things that I can remember the dinosaurs from by name. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, yeah, it always be, it's always really cool to learn about like history and things that aren't even around anymore because it almost seems so foreign when it really was an actual thing. Yeah. And so this show seems to be targeted towards a younger, like, pretty young audience so do you do you did you enjoy it or do you think that um like only younger kids would enjoy it i mean i did enjoy it educational wise but like i feel like younger kids would enjoy it more because they like like peppy stuff and all that stuff so yeah Yeah. i feel like they would enjoy it more than older kids Mm -hmm. Blippi sounded very like peppy and very like toddler, not not in a bad way, but like toddler yeah. show mm-hmm. voice, like very very peppy, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah, so I feel like it probably would be towards younger audiences, but I always do find myself yeah. liking the educational shows because I always learn something new. It's always fun to learn something new. Yeah, for sure. So, did you have, like, maybe, uh, did you, what, or I guess, did you have a message that was, like, really specific that you took away from maybe any of the episodes? Um, well, all around the whole series, the message I took away was that you are never too old to learn something new. You don't know everything. And you can also have fun while you learn. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's these little shows, these kids or these like kids shows that really help you learn stuff and feel better because there are definitely things that I won't ever know or stuff that I'll learn from this, stuff that everybody will learn from this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you had interviews with the cast and crew, which is what we're going to listen to in the next <laughs> segment. So can you share about what that experience was like? It was really fun meeting Blippi and Mika because when I did the interview, they were in character and it would just make me laugh and enjoy myself the whole time. And with the cat, with the crew, I got to learn different things about what they, how they filmed it and what the process was and basically just the stuff behind the making of the show. Yeah, I've always thought it would be definitely fun to have two very different interviews for the same thing because it's always fun to have something in character, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's also fun to learn about what goes on behind the scenes and all of that stuff. That's what really, you know, makes you appreciate everything that goes into something. (laughs) 
I actually did the interviews back to back, so that was what that's what made it more enjoyable. Oh, that's really fun. So what age range and star rating do you give Blippi's Treehouse? I give Blippi's Treehouse a 4.5 out of 5 stars and recommend it for ages 2 to 7. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Oh, one more thing. Where can we stream it? Uh, you can find this on Amazon Kids Plus starting actually tomorrow, December 1st, 2021. Oh, yay. All right. Well, it was so great to talk to you. You too. Let's take a break. I'm Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Newsomatic Film Festival. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Blippi's Treehouse, and next up, Diana will be interviewing the cast of Blippi's Treehouse. Hi, I'm Diana reporting for Kids First, and today I have the opportunity to speak with Blippi and Mika about Blippi's Treehouse, which comes out on Amazon Kids Plus December 1st, 2021. 
Whoopi and Mika are two best friends who are curious about everything. They love asking questions and going on educational adventures together to get the answers. Hey, it's me, Flippy. Hey, I'm Mika. How are you? Good, how are you? Oh, hey. good. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah. Thank you. Let's begin. All right. Flippy, the treehouse is so colorful and full of fun and interesting places to learn. What part of the treehouse is your favorite and why? Whoa, that is a very good question. And like you said, there's a lot of cool things at the treehouse. Yeah, we have a lot of cool places inside, like the maker space. We have a library branch with tons of books there. Yep, we have a garden. Ooh, we even have a ball pit too. Yeah, that takes us to really cool places when we go on field trips. Yeah, and I would say one of my favorite places in the treehouse is there's a DJ booth. I don't really go there much, but Scratch does. And the reason why I like the DJ booth is because once you see Scratch at the DJ booth and Scratch does a little <laughs> and the music starts playing, you know I like to dance. Yeah, that means we're going to do a really fun musical number and sing and dance together. <laughs> yeah. What place do you like, Mika? Well, I spend most of my time in the maker space, and that's where we make crafts and do experiments, and you can make anything in the maker space. <laughs> and you're very good at it. Oh, thanks, Blippi. <laughs> Speaking of the makerspace, uh, as I was watching, Mika, you seem to enjoy it, just like you said. Mm -hmm. What do you enjoy most about being able to create the things you learn about? I think I like that the opportunities are endless. We really can make anything because there's something a little magical in the makerspace. So we can make costume pieces. Oh, like on the dinosaur episode. Right. We made stegosaurus outfits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and we made instruments for our rock band episode. Oh, yeah, and remember the pet episode? Yeah, we made little toys for some pets that we went to go visit at the animal shelter. Yeah. Blippi, the field trips in this show seem pretty fun. Do you have a favorite place you visited? If so, why? Ooh, that is another very good question. <laughs> well, first off, do you know how we get to go on these field trips? Like how we leave the treehouse? Yes, you go through the orange ball pit. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and if I don't have my curiosity pack on, you just have fun in the ball pit. Yep. But if I have my curiosity pack on, then we go on super fun field yeah, trips. Yeah, once we jump into the ball pit, we come out of the ball pit in a brand new space. Exactly. And your question was, what was my favorite place? Hmm. And that's a very good question. Well, we did a lot of really fun things. Yeah. And um, like some of my favorites are we went to a racetrack and I got to drive a race car. You did too. Yeah, that was cool. And we went to a fire station and we got to climb up on a fire truck and look at all the different parts of the truck. Yeah, and we even went to a farm and got to see a bunch of fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. huh. So it'd actually be pretty tricky to figure out and say my most favorite because yeah. all of them are so much fun. Yeah, I agree. Field trips are always fun, especially when you have someone to do it with, like you had Mika. Yeah. Yeah, it's always fun to do things together as friends. Yeah, exactly. I like hanging out with Aww, you, Mika. Oh, Flippy. It's so much fun <laughs> to hang out with. I love hanging out with you. Yeah. Thanks, Mika. 
Mika, all the episodes in the show are educational. What's one new thing and memorable thing you learned so far? Wow, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about reptiles. I was really having trouble finding my favorite reptile. And so we had a whole day learning about reptiles. We used books in the library branch to find facts about reptiles, and I still couldn't find my favorite one. We had reptiles come to the treehouse. Still couldn't find my favorite reptile. <laughs> but in the end, I found my favorite reptile. Do you remember what it was? Uh, was it the crested gecko? That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a really cool eyelash. Yeah, and, and do you remember kind of my favorite reptile? Yes, I do. It's a tortoise. <laughs> exactly. You're so smart, Mika. Yeah, so I didn't know too much about reptiles until that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watching the show, I even learned something new. What did you learn? Well, I knew about airplanes, but I actually, I, I think I learned this before, but I didn't know there were, I forgot they were aerodynamic and that you guys were learning it the whole day. I remembered and I didn't even know a race car was aerodynamic. So you guys helped me learn that. Cool. Exactly. Yeah, so, that's a pretty cool fact. Exactly. And it's so cool to hear that you learned watching the show. Yeah. And that's what we really hope that a lot of people do is learn while watching Blippi's Treehouse. Yeah, because learning is really fun. Yeah, and if you're curious about something, then maybe you want to learn a little bit more, mm-hmm. and then a little bit more, and then maybe you'll be an expert on that thing. That's right. <laughs> so cool. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you both for talking with me today. Yeah, for sure. No problem. Thank you yeah. both for talking. Exactly. And if you want to watch Blippi's Treehouse, all you have to do is search for my name on Amazon Kids Plus. Yeah. Do you know how to spell my name? Yes. All right. Let's spell it together. Okay. B-L-I-P-P-I. Blippi. Awesome. Thank you. so much. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Blippi and Mika for talking with me today. We just talked about Blippi's Treehouse, which comes out exclusively on Amazon Kids Plus, December 1st, 2021. Be sure to check it out. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, Star Trek Prodigy, Aped Christmas, and Blippi's Treehouse. And right now we are switching to Gianna's interviews with the crew of Blippi's Treehouse. Hi, I'm Gianna reporting for Kids First, and today I have the chance to speak with Caitlin Hill and Veronica Pickett about Blippi's Treehouse, which comes out on December 1st, 2021. Caitlin Hill is the general manager of the show and works for Moonbug Entertainment. And Veronica Pickett is the head of Amazon Kids Plus Original Series. Miss Pickett, why do you think kids will be attracted to Blippi's Treehouse? That's a great question. So for us, what we really like about Blippi is the fact that you can learn with him, but it's also really fun and natural and authentic. But at the same time, he's going to teach you the technical terms and the sophisticated concepts. Like if we're learning about a plane with Blippi, we're going to learn that it's aerodynamic and the body of it is called a fuselage. So with this new original series, Blippi's Treehouse, we're really trying to take the educational aspects that he already has to the next level. Well, a TV show that's fun and educational can just be fun altogether. Miss Hill, Blippi's best friend Mika is a new addition to the show. What is so special about adding this character? 
Yes, I'm so glad you asked. We are thrilled about the introduction of Mika into the Blippi universe. Um, she is a co-host on Blippi's Treehouse with Blippi. Um, she launched earlier in October, and we've seen our audience um, really be just super excited about her. She had two videos out, and we saw hundreds of people dress up like Mika in homemade costumes for Halloween, um, which has been super fun. We, um, we've got a great community on Facebook and Instagram, and we've been um, seeing a lot of comments come in about having a female character or a character that really better represented our audience, um, our diverse audience. And so when we met Caitlin Beaker, um, uh, you know, over a year ago, we were just we thought she would be an absolute perfect person um, to bring into the Blippi universe because she had experience um, with sort of edutainment in the kids space before. She's a mom um, of, a, of a preschool aged uh, little boy herself. Um, and she was really excited about sort of the learn through play um, content that we were making and very excited about the opportunity to be a part of Blippi's Treehouse. So I think one of the really exciting things about Mika is she's just a compliment to Blippi, right? She's kind of the yin to his yang. He's reactive. Whoa, check it out. She's proactive. Let me, I'm going to bring this with me and make sure that we learn this, right? So she's got this, um, this sort of really complimentary personality. She's also very kind and nurturing. So Veronica mentioned that we've got these woodland creatures and one of them is Patch and he's a little bit shy. Um, in one episode, he's afraid of the dark and we're learning a little bit more about nighttime. And um, she sort of like helps him sort of at, learn a little bit more about nighttime and comfort him. And so there's a kindness and empathy element to Mika that we're really excited to share with audiences too. It's always good to have new characters, especially when they are just as bubbly and helpful and funny as Mika. So Miss Pickett, this show is meant to be fun and educational at the same time, like you said. How do you decide what topics are best for the show? Well, in every single episode, Episode, we're learning about a topic that we know kids really love. Uh, we already see them loving dinosaurs and construction and firefighters and pets uh, out there in the wild. And we're excited to teach them more about those topics in Treehouse. But also what we're hoping that they learn, honestly, is not just about the particular subject, but also how to be curious. So in every episode, if they want to learn more about dinosaurs, for example, they can go read about dinosaurs in a book at Patch's Special Library Branch, or they can call an expert paleontologist to see real-life fossils, or they can go to the museum. And so we're hoping that kids are going to take away these sort of tools that even when they're not watching the show anymore, they can think to themselves, huh, when I want to learn about a topic, maybe I can do an experiment to learn more, or sing a song to learn more, or call a friend. Ms. Hill, what can parents expect for their children to take away from this film? Yeah, so uh, there, there are 16 episodes and they'll launch every other month starting on December 1st. And each episode has, um, has a different theme, like we mentioned. So, right, so anything from speed to nighttime to dinosaurs. And I think there are two sort of like really amazing things about Treehouse that are slightly different than the blippy that, we've, uh, that we know and currently know and love. And the first is, is that right now, what happens with Blippi a lot of times is that he's going out onto adventures, right? He's taking audiences with, them, with him as he goes to play places and museums and zoos. And what we're going to do in Blippi's Treehouse is really invite, a special invitation to invite 
new and current fans into Blippi's treehouse. So you really get to come into his world in this case and be able to learn about his friends and the way he continues to sort of have curiosity um, in his own treehouse with special visitors, um, as well as um, really fun experiments and crafts that they're able to do, right? In the treehouse, anything can happen. And the second part is really around those visitors. So we've been really mindful with Treehouse in a really beautiful way about encouraging sort of this really sort of diverse and inclusive community. So whether it be from this incredible treehouse that Johnny Love designed, where everyone is able to have access, right? There's a rope ladder, there's a ramp, there's a staircase, there's anyone can enter the treehouse. It's fully accessible. Um, it's, you know, sort of mindfully planned out to, to all of our guests, right? Everyone from the woman who drives the recycling truck down the road to um, a, a train conductor to um, a professional soccer player or a pop singer, right? So everyone's in, a, a sort of um, include. Everyone is able to join into the treehouse and share their love of learning and curiosity. And so we're really excited for kids and parents to be a part of that really strong community um, that we that, we're, that we that we love and that we've continued to build on the treehouse. That is a great message for other people to take away, and I will take it away. And just great job on the show, you both. Thank you so much for giving us the chance to talk about Blippi's Treehouse. We just talked about Blippi's Treehouse, which comes out exclusively on Amazon Kids Plus December 1st, 2021. Be sure to check it out. I'm John Porter for Kids First. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Newsomatic Film Festival. I'm Catherine reporting for Kids First. See you later. Bye. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.